Yo, what is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Nosy AF Podcast, the podcast where I, your friend Stephanie, an artist, talks to people who are nothing like me, but they are super cool people that we should know about. This is episode 19, and I'm so excited for today's guest, who is Miss K-Moon. Now, K-Moon is an interesting chick. I met her at my homegirl Mika's birthday party a few years ago. Um, Mika had this dope open mic, and it was like fun, like karaoke-ish. Was it karaoke? I think that's actually a lie. I think it was just like open mic, and we were chilling with some wings. But anyway, K-Moon was there. We got to talking, and we've just sort of kept in touch ever since, and one of the coolest things about K-Moon is that she is just this really cool girl from the west side of Chicago who keeps making opportunities out of nothing. In fact, that's what her name stands for, K-Moon. It's like an acronym. Like, you know, if your name is an acronym, you are legit AF. <laughs> so anywho, we're going to talk to her. She drives a Tesla. I was super excited about that, about knowing about that. I never, I don't know anybody with Tesla. Like, y'all might be way more legit than me, but she's the only girl I know with one outside of, like, Hollywood execs at the studio of which I work. So anyway, let's get into this conversation with K-Moon. I'm so happy that you're here. Enjoy. K-Moon. You are so interesting to me, and I'm so happy that we're talking so that everybody else can say, you know what? Stephanie's right. K-Moon is interesting. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. The first thing I want to know is, do people think you're rich because you drive a Tesla? Um, I'm going to be honest. A lot of people have asked me, do I sell drugs? Yeah. I, You know, I guess they put rich in selling drugs together and make make their mind think that someone who does those things can buy a Tesla. But no, I am neither. I don't sell drugs. I'm not rich. I don't think. Um, I just, I plan for my Tesla. So sometimes it kind of makes me feel bad that, you know, people would think the worst for somebody who, who can get a luxury car. But I actually plan for my Tesla. Yeah, I think the thing that becomes so shocking about you rolling up in a Tesla, I think, is just because it's such a new car and it's equated with, you know, Elon Musk and it's so expensive. And so people are like, oh, shit, this is like next level. Right. You know, it's not like somebody having a Lexus. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And the thing is, I went from a Nissan Altima that I had for like 12 years. No, I actually have my. Yeah, I had it for 12 years. And then I just, you know, jumped and get a Tesla. But I had planned, like I said, I planned for my Tesla when I first saw one. And that was in, uh, I had first saw a Tesla in 2012. I was what, 30, uh, yeah, 2012. And then I said, when I turned 35, uh -huh. I told myself, I was like, that's going to be my birthday gift to myself. Wow. Yeah. So I'm 37. So that was two years ago when I got the Tesla. So I planned for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't have any kids. I had, you know, good paying jobs and I had a lot of side hustles, not drug hustles, but a lot of uh, side hustles as far as like doing events and parties and music shows. So what I used to do is I used to say 50 percent of my check. OK, I used to have 50 percent of my check go to an account that I never touched. Automatically? Automatically go over. I didn't touch it. And then I have I have always had roommates. So it helps to have those perks, you know, a roommate. All the bills are 50 50, you know, yeah. um, and then for 
for about three years, I didn't have to pay rent where I lived at because I lived in a family owned building. So I was just, you know, blessed with great opportunities that allowed me to live a certain lifestyle that I wanted to do and do it comfortably without struggling. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate blessing, because like I like sometimes I'll get people that think I'm rich and I'm like, I'm not. And so when I saw that, I thought that of you and I'm like, but then I'm also like, does it matter if so? You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, well, why did that come into my mind? But I guess it's just natural. And cause you just don't like anybody that I would know with a Tesla is like some white Hollywood executive. <laughs> right. So then when I saw like a friend of mine have it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I just like to be, you know, I just like to be, um, different and you know a lot of people would would notice that about me like I don't like to be like the majority yeah you know I just kind of like to be like myself or do things my way and so um you know a lot of I lived in the hood I bought a Tesla and I lived on of Monroe and Homan I lived in the hood of the hood mm-hmm. <laughs> parked that Tesla over there every day so everybody's just like wow like okay yeah, what made you get that car? And I was like, hey, it's something I saw. I was intrigued by it, did some research on it. And I just was like, you know what? When I turn 35, that's going to be my birthday gift to myself. And that's what I did. That's pretty inspiring. They're great cars. I want one. You should get you one. I mean, they look good. I don't really know anything about having one because I, I don't. But yeah. when I go on so yours, I feel cool. Yeah, go test drive it. When you test drive, you're really going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm getting this car. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Elon Musk? I, you know what? I don't really know too much about Elon Musk, but I know like he's a amazing man and he's all about like energy and electric everything. Like it's so crazy, like how he's involved in so much stuff. But like I didn't get the car because of him. I just got it because I saw it. I didn't know what it was. I'm going to be honest. When I first saw it, I thought it was a Maserati. Um, but then I looked at the symbol. I'm like, no, that's not a Maserati. And then I, I was actually at the DMV going to get my um, license plate sticker. And I waited in my car for like 20 minutes for the person who owned the Tesla to come out. Oh, wow. Because I wanted to know what what the car was because what it really intrigued me was the symbol and the door handle. Yeah. Cause I, when I pulled up on the side of it, I'm like, wait, how do they get in this car? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, do they push the door and it pop open? So I waited. And when he, the guy walked up, I was just like, Hey, what type of car is this? And he was like Tesla. And I was like, you know, I never heard of it. And I'm like, Oh, well who makes it? He like Tesla. And I'm like, oh, and then I'm <laughs> so I, and then he knew that I didn't know what he was talking about. He was like, oh, it's a luxury um, electric vehicle. And I'm like, wow. And then I was like, well, how do you get in the car? So, you know, that's when he showed me. He's like, oh, when I walk up to it with my key fob, the door handles are open. And I was when those door handles came out, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And so, you know, we made him talk for a little bit. He asked me that I want to sit in the car. And I was like, nah, I don't want to sit on sit in it because, of course, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so I'm not going to just sit in some random man car. And But as soon as I left the DMV, I got on my phone and I Googled it. Yeah. And I Googled it. I researched it. And for like two or three years, I just was like 
man, I would, every time I was like, okay, I'm getting close to 35, what I'm going to get. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to stick with the Tesla. When the test drove it, uh, test drove it in January, uh, two months before my birthday. I came back in February. I ordered my car because a lot of people don't know you build your Tesla. So uh, you build it to the specs that you want in it. Um, if you don't, you know, if you want something different than the basic. And then um, it usually takes two months for your car to come. But I ended up getting lucky because the car that I built, um, there was a car exactly with the same specs in California. That was a showroom car. The only thing was that car was black and the one that I had built was gray, um, silver. Okay. So when they called me, they was just like, hey, um, this guy named Sebastian, the salesperson, he was like, hey, we have a Tesla in California that has the same specs that you have in your car, but uh, you can have that car in two weeks and we'll take like 5000 off. Dang. So I was like, hell yeah. So okay. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I actually got that. I actually got the Tesla in my birthday month because my birthday is March 19th and I got the Tesla March 31st. Oh, nice. What a great birthday mm -hmm. gift. March 31st, 2016. I yeah. think I need to dream bigger because the one thing I was thinking about getting for my birthday was a Roomba. You know, that like <laughs> that vacuum. You know, that was like the first time I ever did something like a major purchase for my birthday. Usually, you know, my plans for my birthday would be like a, a dope birthday party or a dope birthday dinner. But like, I just said, you know, what? I'm turning 35. I want to I want to do it. Big. Yeah. I, I did. And yeah. <laughs> that That's amazing. Cause I mean, a full car, like a Roomba, I was like, whoa, treat yourself. Cause it was like three to $500. <laughs> and then here you're like, here's my birthday gift, a car. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It was, a, it was pretty cool. Cause when I got to Tesla, uh, it was a red bowl on my car. Cause they knew it was a birthday gift to myself. Wow. That's really sweet. Yeah. It was a huge red bow on my car. So I was like, Oh my God. I still got the picture. I was like, this is what's up. Yeah. That's so thoughtful. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like, okay. Cause I'm like a big car. I'm a car booty. Like I love cars. And I mm -hmm. feel like if I had like a gajillion dollars, I would definitely be like one of those people that had a bunch of cars. But okay. like, as like, a woman like driving, especially like all the spaces like I'll drive, like I'm all in the hood or I'm like all in the burbs. And it's like, I get nervous that I'll either be stopped by a cop or somebody trying to rob me. Like, do you ever feel nervous driving in a luxury vehicle by yourself as a woman? Only because like I, a Monte Carlo, and then I want to like trick it out. And mm -hmm. I, you know, and it's just like, it would be super flashy. I would be calling attention to myself. So it's like, if I go out in the burbs, I'm going to get pulled over. If I go, into the hood, like go see my family, then maybe they might be like, well, that girl's by herself at two in the morning. You know what I mean? Okay. So the reason why I wasn't like afraid or worried is because, um, where I grew up at, like, I just, I like, I am like queen West side of Chicago. I love the West side of Chicago. Like I would take Chicago Avenue to any state if I could, like that's my street. I will get, I'd be on Chicago Avenue probably like every day. Mm -hmm. But the thing, <laughs> the, the reason why I wasn't nervous and this is the honest of God truth. The reason why I wasn't nervous about like getting carjacked or anything is because I'm going to be honest. 
I'm probably the only person on the West Side that has a Tesla that I have seen. Now I have seen some driving past, but I I can probably I was probably the only one that owned a Tesla that like really resided on the West Side. So yes, it's a fancy car, it's a luxury car, but my car don't intrigue somebody who may want to carjack somebody is because one, it's electric. Two, it's it's not a common car. You see what I'm saying? It's not oh, a common uh-huh. car. So yeah. they three, they gonna get inside and not know what to do. So it's like they may have thought about it. Maybe it may cross somebody, man, but it's like it's not like a regular car where you get the keys, cut it on, or you push the start and you gone. It's like, okay, like, man, if this car run, if the battery died, what I'm going to do? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like, if they steal somebody with a, a gas a gas fuel car, then, yeah, they can easily go to a gas station, fill it up, ride around, you know, whatever. But with my car, you can't, you can't do that. And then my car is electric, so you ain't going to get too far without my car being tracked and three seconds like it's an app my phone works with an app so it's going to track where the, oh, phone, wow. the car is at so even if they took my phone tesla could track where my my car is at like it is it's going to show wow. the exact address it's going to pull the car up like people don't you know what i'm saying and again so it don't attract somebody who may want to ride me now they may want to ride me and take what i have in the vehicle but really to go somewhere with the vehicle, they not, yeah, it's like they they going to get in there and be lost. Like, okay, what I do? <laughs> like, it'd it be weird even yeah. when I go get my car washed. You know, the guys be like, hey, can you pull your car up? Because they be like, I don't know what to do. Right, right. Well, we're just going to pray that you're always covered, by the way, with the Thanks. blood of Jesus. Appreciate it. About. I was just like, curious about that kind of stuff but like even like faith i'm always like well i mean you can have this because god like you're good you know you're covered like get your car right out be flashy who cares but then i'm like well i don't know maybe not (laughs) yeah like one of my one of my good friends um he like he was so adamant about me getting tense he like you gotta get tense you gotta get tense you gotta get tense and i'm just like why he like you just you need it you a female driving this car then, you know, guys, they all into cars. He was like, it looks better. It looks better anyway. So I'm like, hey, if you think I need to get tents, you buy me tents. And he did. He got my car tinted. So that helps, too, because I do have a lot of people like, you know, they be trying to look to see who in the car. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I never thought about tents as like a security measure. I always just got them because I thought it looked good. And then like to keep the sun, you know, especially like if you're like in Arizona or something, it's like obviously you need your tent- windows tinted, you know? Yeah. Okay, so you are known for promoting parties. So can you tell the Nosy AF audience your name, K-Moon? It's an acronym, and it stands for, please. Keep making opportunities out of nothing. And where did you get that name from? My government name is Nakisha Moon. My last name is actually Moon. Growing up, everybody just called me Keisha. Did anybody ever moon you? And they're like, hey, Nikisha Moon. <laughs> yes. My crazy guy. <laughs> they did? <laughs> oh, That's so vulgar. That is so vulgar. So and then, um, like in my mid-20s or something, K-Moon just really came about. So, okay. So, me and my brother. So, my younger brother, his name is Keith is Moon. 
And then uh, one day we was talking about tattoos. We was like, uh, we should get like matching tattoos. And then I was like, oh yeah, we should. And then my little brother was like, yeah, we should get a tattoo that said K, the K Moons. So I was like, man, that's dope. Mm. You know, I was like, oh, that's cool. And yeah. so at, after that, like he ended up getting uh, that tattoo, but I didn't get it. But uh, I just kind of start. I just stuck with that nickname. Like I just started telling people like my name K Moon, or like even just people around me when they called me Keisha, I'd be like, "Hey, call me K Moon," and they'd be like, "Oh, you know," everybody be like, "Oh yeah, that's a dope, that's dope," because your last name Moon, yeah, you. So I just start using K Moon, uh, and it just sounds cooler than Keisha because there's so many Keishas in the world. <laughs> and again, yeah. And again, like I already told you, I don't like to be like the majority. So, yeah, right. I just brought on K Moon. Like every, it's a lot of people don't even know my name, my real name. Like people call. Like I went to a wedding <laughs> two weeks ago, and my uh-huh. on the list, my name was K Moon on the list. <laughs> That's hilarious. But how'd you get the acronym though? So this is how I got the acronym. I was listening to the Drake song when he was like, do right. What was the song when he was like, do right something, uh, something, everything, do right something. But it's a, it was from a Drake song when he made an acronym for his name. Oh, okay. And I was like, damn, that's cool as hell. And so I like, when I think of something like it, it, like wrecks my brain until I get it done. So I was like, man, I need to make something, an acronym for my name. Yeah. And then I just was like, I was like two hours. I was just like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And I was, I swear to God, I was just like laying in my bed and it just popped in my head. Keep making opportunities out of nothing. That's awesome. And I was like, Dad, <laughs> I, yeah. So, and that's really, that's really so me because like a lot of stuff that I have done has been kind of like on, not kind of been like on my own and really, you know what I'm saying? Not a lot of help from others. Yeah. Like I, I create something, but I do have the help of others. When I create something, I'll have an idea. Let me take that back. I, when I create something and have an idea, I do have a lot of people that's very supportive and help me. But a lot of my creativity just really just come from me. And I just say, hey, I'm going to do this. And I just do it. Like, because I just feel that we can do whatever we want. Just don't limit yourself. So it's like, you know, regardless of what people say, well, I don't really have the resources and stuff like that. It's like, no, make the resources then or make it happen. Yeah, I think that's an awesome name because I feel like any young girl can say like, oh, I'm K-Moon too. You know, like I can make an opportunity out of nothing, especially if they can like look up to you and see that you do it, you know? Definitely. Everybody can do it. So I tell everybody, so I made the post on Facebook the other day and I was like, we have to understand that we're all winners. (laughs) I don't know if you saw it, but I was like, we're all winners. You gotta, you gotta know that you're a winner because you beat out all those swimmers. (laughs) That's true. You beat out, you beat out all those swimmers from your daddy weak ass pullout game. Dang. You did though. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, but I don't want to talk about my father's pullout game. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that, but you, like yeah. you, you beat all those other swimmers. You, you beat them. 
you was so already you were you a winner from jump. I think th- I mean that is true, but I feel like even saying that some people for some reason have a hard time hearing that and then, you know, being motivated by that and putting their dreams or goals into application like and getting started on something, you know? Right, it's reflected on their situation. So, um I say that just to give people that motivation because we, you know, nobody will ever think, look at it like that. Like nobody will ever say that. Even somebody who's like dealing with a lot of shit, they would be like, I ain't no winner, but you are like, you, you have to understand that you, you started off winning. You did. Yeah. Don't doubt yourself. Don't limit yourself. Don't, you know, don't think that you can't get over what you are going through. Cause I mean, I have a happy lifestyle, but I I deal with shit. I deal with anxiety. I deal with depression. So I find ways, coping skills, and ways to overcome those things when I start having those weird feelings and you know anxiety attacks like that. Cause you know we're human. Yeah. But what we can't do is like let stuff beat beat us up and eat away at us, because then that's when you get defeated. Yeah. It's true. And God picked everybody. God picked every single person on this planet, you know? Shoot, I'm not trying to be all Christian podcast about it. I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be here. Right. I just tell people the higher being, because, you know, it may be some people who's not, you know, into the whole religion thing. But there is a creator. Something created us. So I just say, hey, the I praise the most high, the higher being, and the creator. Because they they wanted you here for some reason. And so they allowed you to beat all those little swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> to your mama egg. <laughs> to be <laughs> created. <laughs> and then folks get out here and they don't even know how to swim for real. They got to yeah. learn. Everybody should know how to swim. Yeah. And I was telling my friends, I said, low key, we should all know how to swim. You started off with swimming. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's like a life skill. It's like driving. Like, you should know how to drive. You should know how to swim. Yeah. You should have a passport. Yeah. Like, let's like get it. Started off in a womb with no oxygen or fluid. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you throw, you're like a mogul. You know, you're always like into something. Like, if it's not like rehabbing properties or you're throwing parties, or like investing in other people's businesses. I think mostly folks know you for your parties. And one thing I'm really interested in is the way that you title your, like the companies of which you throw your parties under. Like they're never like, oh, this is by me, K-Moon. Like they're always, you know, like Good Deed Crew or your current one, Thank You Chicago. Like they sound like they're corporations. And I wonder like, if you could speak to how you came about that, like in choosing names for yourself, like how you decide, cause you know, there's like a thing in, in like the small business world, um, in freelancers when, when you're doing work, if I like say, Hey, it's Stephanie, leave me a message and I'll call you back. Or if I could say, Hey, it's Stephanie, leave a message and we'll call you back. Like trying to imply that I have staff or whatever. And it's like, look there, I don't have any staff. It's just me. Like I do everything, <laughs> right. but I know it's like a big thing. And like freelancers of whether or not they choose I or we, you know, to appear bigger. So I just wonder like why you decided to choose the we 
platform for your businesses, for your parties? It's basically some sh- kind of like street knowledge. I'm gonna be honest, like, yeah, if you know somebody who's like what we call a heavy or big time drug dealer, the smart ones don't really want everybody to know who they are or what they do. You know what I'm saying? They really don't they don't really want everything associated with them because what will happen? They'll end up getting easily arrested or indicted or something like that. So I never really wanted to be in the limelight like you'll notice like i don't really take a lot of pictures like at my parties or events and stuff Mm -hmm. like that because you do have people out here who will be like hey i know that they getting money or they doing this because look you know look at look at all these parties they doing look at all these people who there stuff like that so that's that was my first mindset like you know what i don't want people knowing that <laughs> that I'm I'm the person behind these machines. Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah, so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to create some names and make it like a business or a company. And another thing is because being a female, mm-hmm. I, I started like I said, I started Good Deeds Crew me, like nobody knew that it was just me. Like everybody thought, a lot of people thought it was a guy that ran Good Deeds Crew. So I used to get like emails and messages like, hey, homie, because, you know, I started out doing rap shows. So they'd be like, hey, homie, can I get a rap? Um, can I be on your rap show? Stuff like that. Like a lot of people thought I was a guy. Uh huh. And I wanted it like that because when you were female, I was a female doing local hip hop and R&B shows. Nobody was doing that. No female was doing that that I knew by herself consistently. Now, it was some doing them, but not consistently how I was doing them. I was doing them at Dark Room twice a month. I had my own residence at Dark Room. So I never wanted nobody to know it was a female running it because guys or people would try to take advantage of you or would not give you the respect that you deserve. So a lot of people were shocked like when they showed up like, hey, yeah, I'm looking for K-Moon or who, um, who's over this event? And I'd be like me and they'd be like, damn, you know, so they'd be like thrown back from it. But once I built my platform and uh, start having a lot of successful events and shows, then you know of course word got out like yeah that's k moon stuff but the way that i do business i'm very transparent i keep it 100 you it's no gray area with me it's either black or white so you'll never have to try to figure out what i was saying or figure out what i'm doing like i'm gonna give it to you black and white either you're gonna do it or you don't and that's fine and so a lot of people respected that and just the way that i ran my events like my thing is i want everybody to win because I, I tell people it's not a good feeling to be the go-to person. Yeah. Because a lot of people start coming to you and then sometimes you got to tell people no. And then when you tell them no, then they feel that you in the wrong. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's real talk. Like, so I want everybody to win because I don't want to be the go-to person. You don't? I don't know. I don't want to be the go-to person all the time because like I said, it's been times that I had to say no or it's been times where, you know, I'm saying it's like, look, what, you know, I have to question people like, well, what are you doing with your money that you've got to come to me? And then a lot of time the go-to person don't have a go-to person. Yeah. That's sort of in the idea of take care, like ask your strong friends how they're doing kind of mindset. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't mind being the go-to person if you want to progress in that, if I can help you progress. Yeah. I don't mind it in that way, but I don't want to be the go-to person where you lean in on me consistently or constantly. No, because that first time you tell somebody, no, you, you wrong, you bad, but they, they fail to realize or forget all the stuff you had done prior to that, that one note. Right. And then it sounds like with these rap shows and stuff, when you ask people like, well, what are you doing with your money? Are they coming to you for a show and then expecting you to finance the show? Like, how does that work? Well, no, like sometimes. Um, so I was different from a lot of people like back then when a lot of people was doing hip hop shows or um, R&B shows. They was charging artists to perform. So I wasn't doing stuff like that because I'm thinking rational and I'm and and this is common sense. I'm not going to charge you to perform at my event and you're the one that's bringing people out to come watch you. Yeah. So what I did, like, but then you had some artists who felt, you know, that feel, hey, I deserve to be paid to perform at your event. And so if I never have worked with you and you come to me like, hey, well, hey, uh, can I perform at your event? Or even if I reached out to them like, hey, would you like to perform at my event? And they say, well, yeah, uh, I charge this amount. I don't never tell nobody what they worth, but what I do have the, the right to say yes or no. So I would let an artist know, hey, I don't really know what you can produce. So I can't take the risk of paying you some money just because you say you can bring out 50, 60 people. I need proof that you can do that. What I did was I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it where everybody makes money and everybody happy and nobody can question what the other person can do or cannot do. So what I did was I would, I would purchase tickets and I would give each artist tickets. I wouldn't make them buy tickets. No. I was like, Hey, if you want to perform, I would give you 20 tickets. And what we would do is a 50, 50 split. Okay. So for those artists who would say, Oh yeah, I, I can bring a hundred people out. Okay. I'm going to give you 20 tickets to start. You sell these 20 tickets, you keep 50% of the profit and you give me the other 50%. So I was doing something what nobody was doing. I was giving them. And was that just like with a handshake or? Yeah. Handshake. Or did you have like agreements? No, okay. I, I uh -huh. back then I wasn't having nobody sign no agreements. But the fact that I was the only one doing that, a lot of people was like, what? Like I had, I ain't gonna lie. I had this one dude from a group called Hollywood Shorties. When I told him that, I told him, I was like, you had the opportunity to make money. So he like, what? Like, cause everybody was charging people to perform or they weren't getting paid to, you know, they just perform. So I was like, you have the opportunity to make money with my show. I swear to God, Stephanie, I gave that kid 20 tickets. That very next day, he asked for 20 more tickets. Oh, wow. Like three days later. He, I swear, he probably sold like sixty-five tickets. And the day, Dang. the day of the show, <laughs> he was like, "Came on, you got some more tickets." Like he, wow. him and his brother, low key, probably could have brought. Uh, they probably did have like a hundred people there for them. But it's like that motivated him because first of all, that was something that never was presented to him, and then that. The, that's something that they they could take to the next person. Like, hey, I can vouch for what I could do. Hey, you could call this last promoter whose show I just did and ask her how many people are brought out to the show. 
You see what I'm saying? Now you, now you got proof. Yeah. I can't go off of your word because I never worked with you. But if I work with you and you show me, then yeah, I can't do nothing but honor it the next time. If you say, hey, well, can you pay me something up front? And then I can make the decision. But then I can make the decision based off of great evidence. You and show me proof. Hey, listen, a little mid-roll, a little commercial break, because it's important that I let you guys know about GrahamCrackerPin.co super artsy enamel pins by your girl stephanie and guess what if you check out the pins and you see something that you like use the code nosy n-o-s-e-y and get three dollars off yup i know right hooking you up (laughs) man i'm in the studio trying to brainstorm some new pins but in the meantime i got freedom kalo and i need a baker and so i hope you like it check it out and let me know back to k-moon you know, so a lot of people like that, like, what? Like, I get, I can keep 50%, yeah. And then after, what I used to do, like, after a certain amount, like, if they sold their first 20 and they come back for another 20, I would do a 60-40 split with them their way. Right, right. Yeah, because it's like, it's just giving them incentive. Yeah. Because it's like, even if you didn't sell, like, that many tickets, you know, you're still coming out with something, whereas before you were either coming out of your pocket or not making anything at all. So like, even if you made 40 bucks, you know, that's better than you paying 40 bucks or not having any money. And then it made it better for my show because I used to mix my hip hop and R&B shows together. So it wasn't just like all hip hop, all R&B. I would mix it up. So it gave people who came out to see their homie perform stay because it's like, cause you know, a lot of times people would do that. They would come, just see their homeboy or homegirl perform and leave. So I used to never tell people they set time till they got there. Because if they tell them, hey, yeah, I, I, I go on last, that's when everybody going to come. So I always tell people, you get your set. Hey, you got to be here before the show start. And then I give y'all y'all set time when y'all, you know, once the doors open. So that made every artist be there on time. And then that made they people come out and stay and show respect for the other artists who about to get up here and perform. Because that, that's not an easy job to do, to get up there and perform in front of people that you never performed before. And a lot of artists told me they appreciated my shows because it helped them to build a confidence, to build stage presence. Because And then people stayed because there would be some artists who didn't have nobody come out for them. Um, but, you know, I mean, you, it happens. But then they still get to perform in a room full of people and then get people to engage with them afterwards when they get off the stage. People like, hey, man, you know, what's your, what's your Facebook? What's your, what can I find your music? Like, it made them feel good. I went from doing music events and then I started um, doing parties. I kind of... You know what? Wait, can I stop you for a second? What year was that about? So I started doing shows at the Dark Room in 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. I kind of fell into doing parties because of my business partner now, um, Matt. His name Matt Brooks. Um, he had took a job at this venue called Fleetwood on 23rd and Michigan Avenue. He knew that I do a lot of music shows, so 
you know, I used to have a nice crowd all the time. So when he got the job at Fleetwood, he had contacted me. He was like, hey, K Moon, I just got this new manager position at this spot. Nobody really knows about it. Do you want to do some here? Like do some type of music or some events here? And I was like, um. So I came by, I looked at it, and I was like, it wasn't really fitting for me to do a music event there. But I was like, maybe I could try to do like some type of networking event or something like that. So he like, okay, cool. So um, I partnered with this dude named Jody, and we had did like a networking event. And it went pretty cool and went kind of well. By me having a lot of friends, I, I just kind of took a risk. And I was like, hey, Matt. I think I'm going to um, try to throw a party here. So he like, okay, cool. So uh-huh. it was like a month that um, I had a lot of friends birthdays. And so uh, I think it was in January or something. And I had like asked like four of my friends. Oh, no, no. I had did a masquerade. <laughs> I did a masquerade party in October. I had like six people who had birthdays. Ramika was one of them. I was, yeah, yeah I was at that yeah. party. Yeah, yeah, I was, was at that party. my first party there. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yes. So I told Matt, I was like, hey, I'm going to do it. And it was, remember, it was packed to capacity in there. Yeah. So I told him, hey, I want to book. I got some people who got birthdays. I'm going to do a birthday party here. So he like, all right, cool. Let's see how it go. And so when that party was a success, I was just like, man, maybe I could keep doing this because I got a lot of friends. So I, I was just like, I just book birthdays. They have a free birthday party at a nice venue. People get in free and I just get a percentage of the bar. And that's kind of how the whole party and stuff started. It started with me doing stuff in Fleetwood um, consistently. And, that, and then from there, I was on parties there at least twice a month. That's crazy because it, it feels like you've been doing that parties for so much longer like what year was that that had to have been like 2012 yeah like yeah wow like 2012 2013 yeah okay now when people say they can get percentages of bars like what kind of if you don't mind talking numbers well wait do you mind talking numbers oh no it's, it's fine. okay i just wonder like around about people like i'll take the bar i mean how lucrative of an opportunity is that? Um, it can be very lucrative, depending yeah. on how much the bar makes. So you could do a deal like, okay, once the bar makes over $500, a lot of places they may do tiers or they just may just do a straight percentage. So some places like, I'm going to be honest, at Fleetwood, I had a 20% of the bar. So whatever the bar made, uh, I got 20% of that. Some places, oh, okay. some places do tiers. They may say, okay, 500 to 1500, you'll get 10%. 1500 to 2500, you get 20, 15%, 18%, 20%, or 3000 and up, you'll get 30%. So it just depends on what you negotiate with the bar and the owner. And then, of course, what the bar makes, you know what I'm saying? So if you do a venue that you can't charge at the door, your your goal is to have that bar consistently making money because you're not making no money at the door. So you you want to book birthdays. You want to get people sections. You want them to buy bottles. You want the venue to do a drink special to keep people at the bar. 
Got you know, it. Yeah. You don't want the bar making these flimsy drinks with, and they overpriced. Like all the drinks are like twelve or fifteen dollars. No, give me a drink special. Give me a shot special. Give me, you know, five dollar shots or whatever from this time frame, or give me anything. Give me a drink that's eight dollars or something like that to keep people consistently going to the bar, which gonna help you in the long run. Yeah. And then do they pay that money out that night or do they send you like oh, a yeah. check later? No. Oh, really? It, yeah. Well, some places, it depends if they got a cash because, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people are not paying with cash nowadays. So a lot of uh-huh. people are paying with cards. So if they have the cash on hand, they will give you the cash that night. If not, then they'll give you a check or how quick pay or however else. When you have that type of thing, do you tip would like from your earnings, do you tip back the bartenders at all or no? Because they probably should have been taken care of through everybody else or? Only time I probably wouldn't tip, like if you know they didn't really make no money, but nah. Oh, okay. I, 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 I ain't gonna lie. I, I haven't tipped the bars tender since, since Fleetwood. I used to tip them at Fleetwood because for some reason they just would, they wouldn't get a lot of tips. So I used to a lot of time tip the bartenders. Well, hey, I mean, that makes sense now why the guy's like, hey, he comes on the mic like, hey, guys, make sure you're drinking and stuff. It's like you you tell that DJ to, hey, I need you to say this throughout the party. (laughs) I get it. That's like a little behind the scenes Mm -hmm. tea there. But it makes it makes sense now. And it makes sense like why, you know, like how you would want to have specials. And and I remember like being in a coffee shop here and a girl that she like did bottle service for people. And she's like, no, make sure you call me. I'll get it set up. You know, and that and that makes sense now because it's like helping her personally. You know, it's like commission. Oh, yeah. yeah. She get a percentage of that. Yeah. Ooh, I guess. Let me go back to the original question. Um, how do I come up with the name? So Good Deeds Crew, I have to give. One of my hosts that used to host all my events, I have to give him credit, some credit for the name because uh, his name is John Content. I used to help a lot of people like connecting wise, networking wise. And one day me and John was talking and he was like, man, came on you like, you know, you could be charging people for what you be doing. Like low key, you supposed to be charging people a consulting fee. And I, I was telling John, I'm like, John. I ain't going to charge people for information that they can easily get off Google or something like that. He was like, but that's the point. They ain't easily going on Google and getting the information. (laughs) They coming to you and you giving them the information or you helping them and you networking them with people that they probably won't be able to get in contact with if it wasn't for you. And so we were just talking and I was like, you know what, John, I just want to do good deeds. That's all I want to do. I just want to do good deeds. And that's how the conversation went, right? Before Good Deeds, the name of my company was called First Class Events. But I kind of didn't, I just really didn't like it no more. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. So I was like, you know what? I, I had been saying I wanted to change the name. So when I got off the phone with John, John, like I said, I had just told him, like, man, I just want to do Good Deeds. I just want to do Good Deeds. So then another, like, situation, I'm chilling. And it just popped in my head, Good Deeds Crew. I swear to God, it just popped in my head. Good Deeds Crew. And I was like, man, that's the one I'm going to name my company, Good Deeds Crew. I love it. I love it so much. And it can't, like, if people notice my logo from Good Deeds Crew, 
it it means something because I have been raised like if you do good deeds, then you will be blessed with good deeds. So if you notice my logo, it got the GDC and then it has a feather. Right. And then it has birds coming off that feather. Yeah. The slogan of birds of a feather flock together. You know that like that slogan. Yeah. Sure. So I incorporated in my logo. I got I had the feather with the birds, but instead of saying birds of a feather flock together, I put birds of a feather do good deeds together. Okay. Okay. Marketing Maven, go ahead. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's why the logo looks like that. That's why the logo has the feather. At that point, I start incorporating doing charitable events with my music events. So it was about doing good deeds. The names are, I love the names in your new company. Thank you, Chicago, or your new name. I love it. Yeah. So thank you, Chicago. Me and, well, really Matt kind of came up with that. My business partner now, Matt Brooks. We were doing events and, you know, we were doing like, so his nickname is Dot Daily. Mine is K-Moon. So we were doing like Dot Daily and K-Moon Present. And I was like, man, bro, we got to come up with a name. Like, because uh, I told him, like, I don't really be want people to know these, my events, stuff like that. I was like, we got to come up with a name. He, we were just talking, we tried to figure out what we going to um, come up with a name. So he was talking about, he was like, hey, my cousin went to a party in L.A. And the party was called Thank You Los Angeles. So as soon as he said that. I was like, that's our name. He was like, thank you, Los Angeles. I was like, no, thank you, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, and I said, really? It's, I said, I, I love the name. Thank you, Chicago, because we get so much shit about living in Chicago. You know, like Chicago just looked at this war zone and the place you don't really want to be. And I was like, man, we got to pay homage to our city to our city, to our people, to the people who hang out with us, to the people who support our events. So this is fitting for what we're doing. We want to name it Thank You Chicago because we we, we, we love the fact we live here. We, we love the fact that Chicago has made us the type of people that we are. We love the fact that people come out and support our events. So what other way to thank them by saying Thank You Chicago? Yeah, I think that's good. It's positive. I hate when I travel and people are like, well, you're from Chicago. Can't you get shot there? And it's just like, man, can you not? <laughs> no. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you could because it's like you can't necessarily blame them for having that information. But it's like, but there's so many other clearly beautiful and positive things going on in Chicago that you should come and check it out and see. Yeah, but the media. Yeah. The media played play mind tricks on everybody. Yeah. I was just telling my friend today, I was like, man, I got to get off social media because I just felt myself like getting depressed and getting anxiety. And I noticed that it was because I was just going back and forth, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook. But all I was seeing was what happened over the weekend with, with all those killings and people saying rest in peace and people, why why y'all blaming the mayor? Why you ain't blaming the kids or where the mama's at? What, like it was just all negativity and it was just triggering everything that was happening with me emotionally. And I was like, you know what? I got to step back. Yeah. You got to step back and you got to be ruthless about that unfollow button. Maybe not necessarily unfriend, but unfollow. Uh-huh. 
you know what I found? Man, this guy, Jason Zook, put me on to the Facebook Eradicator. It's the Facebook News Feed Eradicator. So when I go to my Facebook, it does not show me a feed. It shows me like a positive quote. And so... Anything I want to see, like I can't, I can't scroll through nothing. Like on my face, on my phone, it's different. I could see the feed, but for the most part, like I have to be intentional. Like I have to say, like, oh, what's K Moon up to? And go to your page. I can't see a feed, you know. And I think that there is one for uh, mobile, and it's so nice. It just makes like everything so quiet. Mm-hmm. And then like even with like Instagram, I'm like, you know, what? I can only like look at like artsy people and like my friends and even some of my friends. I'm like, you know what? I don't like this, what they're posting. Like, I don't want to see it. So I just like unfollow. like, and, you know, I, it's like I can't people can't take it personally. You know, it's just like this is like for me to consume, you know. So, yeah, my one friend told me about the snooze option, but for some reason I can't do it on my phone. But it's like I, I would definitely love to get information about that. Yeah, I'll put it in my I'll put it in the show notes in case anybody else wants to s- use it because it is the bomb. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But it's just like you know, everybody want to speak their their piece or have their um their moment to talk about the situations. And it's like not everybody is negative, and not everybody seems like they don't know what they're talking about. But it's like that's all I'm seeing. And it's like, man, can I just see something else, you know, that's going to make somebody smile or be happy or something like that? Like, you know, that's why on Instagram today, like I made the post about like, you know, where it says um, if they kill us and if we kill us, there will be no more us. And then I was like, you know what? That's just still making me feel a certain way. So then I put a picture up of my celebrity crush. I put Andre 3000 uh, up and made him my my male crush Monday. You know? <laughs> yeah, shout out to him like <laughs> like I love him to death like oh, but yeah, so I had to put something up that so when I come to my page it's not, you know, sad or take me back to the events that happened over the weekend. I come back and I you know, he's the first picture that I see. That you see, yeah. Um, Yo, I think that's dope. You know, it's all a part, you know, everybody's all about this hashtag self care. And I think like, you know, really looking at what you're consuming and what, you know, what is being put in front of your face is, is really a big part of that. You know, you ain't got to look at anything that you don't want to, you know, it doesn't matter. Like if you don't want to see it, like you have every right to not see it. So goodbye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of being in love, all right, so you have this Tesla. You throw these cool parties. Everybody's your friend. You do all these great things. Like, what kind of guy can date a, a lady like you? I love your post. You're always like, I'm trying to be out here with somebody's son. Like, <laughs> yeah, who's it's son? It's a joke. So a lot of people was thinking like I was out here dating like a whole, whole lot of random dudes. They be like, I be seeing you talking about somebody's son. I'm like, don't you understand that? Just, that's a joke. I usually have LOL behind it, or it's in the jokey manner. I always saw you know? it as a joke, like you're trying yeah, to meet but, somebody's son. Yeah. yeah, but I would have some guys that was just I don't know. Maybe they were just being a being a guy. I'll just say people that. are people. Some people aren't smart. Like they don't get it. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're right. So, um, <laughs> the type of guy that I, I um, I would date. Um, so I'm very like, uh, driven. I'm very driven. I'm very, um, 
like I always feel like I gotta do more. So I can't. I ain't gonna say I can't, but I don't think I would be happy with someone. Like I don't mind people being stagnant and they're, you know, living okay, but being stagnant and then you're still kind of like struggling, but you have the opportunity to progress, but you don't, you just want to stay stagnant. I can't date somebody like that. I got to date somebody who's going to challenge me because I am going to challenge him. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to be like a nagging challenge, like your mama type, like, look, you ain't, you ain't doing nothing. What you get? What's your plans for the next five years? Like nagging you, but I'll be that motivating girlfriend. Like, okay, babe, you made like, you know, if he is sales, okay, you made like a hundred thousand this year. Next year, I know you can make like one thirty. What you, th- you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm gonna motivate you and push you, and I need somebody like that too. Like, I can't date no weak dude. I can't. Do you think you're intimidating? Yes. Which I hate to say because, but I was listening to this podcast. Why won't you date me? And the host, Nicole Byer, she has like this um, popular show and, you know, and she like has, you know, I don't know, like other like comedian friends and all this kind of stuff. She has like great bubbly personality. And a lot of times like, she invites people on the show to like talk about why she's undateable. And that's like a theme that they say, like, well, you know, like dudes really have to have their stuff together to 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 come at you and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like. That is so ridiculous. But then I'm also like, well, if people keep saying it, like, is that true? And so, oh, and then they talked about it, like, on the Serena documentary, too. Like, before before she was she's married and all that now. But they're like, you know, when you're, like, Serena Williams, you, like, win all these tennis matches. You know, you have, like, your family and all this stuff. Like, who can stand up to this, you know? And so I wonder, like, what, you know, what you think about that? Uh, I do think that... Uh... I intimidate some guys only be um for a couple of reasons. I'm, I mean, you haven't been around me. I'm very straightforward. I'm very outspoken. Yeah. And uh, I think that's know, why we're friends. Yeah. So it's a lot of times there's no, and I'm very, I'm, I'm aggressive. You know, I am very aggressive. <laughs> um, I am. A lot of times I like to be control in control, but I know my place, you know what I'm saying? I know how to, let a guy be a man and be in control. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not that chick. Like, no, it got to be my way or the highway. No, I can, I'm very compromised. I can be very patient. I think it is a little intimidating. Um, because, you know, I had conversations with certain guys and stuff like that. And they'd be like, man, you really cool. Like I would have never thought. And I'd be like, what you mean? And they just be like, man, you know, cause I get a lot of people be like, so you drive a Tesla. So, what type of nigga you gonna drive? That nigga can't be riding around in a, in a whatever. It gotta be some comparable to your car. And I'm like, no, it don't. Yeah, like that's what you like, and that's what you wanted for yourself. Right. It has nothing to do with the other guy, you know? Right. You know what I'm saying? So they be like, well, you can't be, you know, you can't date an average dude. And I'm like, I can. You know You're what like, saying? watch like, me. <laughs> I, I like, I can. Like, it's a lot of guys that I have been interested in but I know that they like kind of like intimidated by me or think I wouldn't date them so you know I just become friends or friends on them and stuff like that which is fine um because again I don't I can't um I need somebody with confidence you know what I'm saying I need somebody that's would put me in my place 
when it's time, you know, when it's time to put me in my place. Yeah. Um, I need somebody that's motivating. And I just need somebody that's true to themselves. Like, I'm so, like, Stephanie, I'm so big on, like, just be honest. Like, I'm, what I mean by that is, like, you know, a lot of people, it's hard for them to be monogamous. So, if I'm dating you, I want you to be honest. If you feel you want to step out or sleep with somebody else, let me know. Because they, at that at that point, I have a choice to say, okay, if I still want to fuck with you or not. Or I have that 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 moment opportunity to tell you like oh i'm so glad you said that because i've been thinking the same thing <laughs> you know yeah and it's time for us to break up <laughs> or goodbye break up you know what i'm saying like sometimes sometimes you know sometimes you can, shit can get old and sometimes you know people want to just try new things just be honest with me i may be okay i may be okay with you want to go fuck with somebody else just be okay if I want to do the same thing, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes that'd be hard for people to do. Cause I, I, I feel it's kind of hard for people to be with one person. I, and I tell people, this is my example of why I say, look, people disappoint, you know, especially like Christian people or something like that. I say people disappoint God all the time. Right. A lot of times they don't do right by God. Right. So what makes you think they're going to do right by you? Who are, who are you to for them to really just do right by what we per se say, like be totally faithful to me and only be with me? Who are you when they don't even be right by God? What this this the person when they want to go, what they want to see when they die? Nah, son, you got to be faithful, B. Otherwise, you can step on. <laughs> like you can, but I'm just saying, like, what makes you so? You know, so almighty. I'm not saying that people won't do it because I'm real big on like, if you got a girl, be faithful to your girl. If you're going to step out on a, or you feel you need to step out on a, be honest with her because then it's not a mistake until you get caught, right? No, it's a mistake even if you don't get caught. No, they don't look at that as a mistake. (laughs) If it's a mistake, you won't do it, right? No, I mean, you could still, you could still like no wrong and accidentally and, you know, fail and make mistakes. No, you keep doing it intentionally. At that point, it's not a mistake. No, that's not. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's only a mistake, really. Like, oh, what if a a girl found out her guy been cheating on a girl on her with a girl for two years? He been so you've been making a mistake for two years. Yeah, that's definitely no. not a mistake. That's yeah, an you, action. It's a mis- yeah, you made a mistake now because your girlfriend obeyed. It was, it was a mistake. This is that. So I just, you know, I kind of, I'm going to go with the soul type chick. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be honest, I got daddy issues. Mm. I got daddy issues. So um, I, you know, I tend to, um, in, in in past relationship, I tend I have tend to find ways to get out of it. Um, you know, I had a daddy issue. My dad um got remarried, and uh, he basically kind of like chose his wife and her family over me. Yeah, and my brother. And that, that I ain't gonna lie, that fucked me up because um biologically I'm my my dad's only child. Okay. So and so I had a. Um, amazing relationship with my father so when that happened and transpired I wasn't get, really getting along with his wife and so 
they thought it was best I go live with my mama. And he low-key, like, my, well, my therapist told me he abandoned me emotionally. She told me that's why I um, find ways to get out of a relationship. She said, you feel that you're going to get abandoned. She's mm-hmm. like, even if a situation is perfect and great, the, in the back of my mind, it's still there that they just may up and leave me or they may just up and do me wrong. And she said, you got daddy issues. And I had to co- I just realized this last year. Um, now I was 36. Yeah. I just that. So for a long time, I just thought, oh, no, I just don't want to, you know, I just want to be do me and be cool and, you know, do whatever I want to do. But I used to contradict that because I used to miss being in a relationship and just, you know what I'm saying, only being with one person and just loving that person to death and stuff like that. But I would come back and be like, nah, you know what, I'm just be cool with him. We just gonna, you just gonna be a friend with benefits. You just gonna be somebody's son that I'm fucking with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're like working through all that, you know, cause it's just like, yeah, one, it's good to talk that stuff out and be able to sort that out. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter when, you know, it's like, oh, you could be like 36, you could be 56, you could be 16, and you know, it doesn't really matter as long as you're like working through it. So, but, yeah, let it be known to the guys. Yes, I am dateable. Now. You know who you know who I think is single? Um Uh-oh. Elon Musk. He's single. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Yeah, he's single and he is like on it with his time. I listened to a podcast with this guy who, you know, helped he like interviewed Elon about his schedule, but he doesn't seem to have that much time for like intimacy. It's like 15, 15 20 minutes. Like he's like, he's like scheduled down to like where he's like taking a look at like, okay, yeah, with my lady, I can be with her for maybe about like (laughs) 20 minutes, three times a week. Like it it, it was so wild to experience, but Hey, you know, you never know. He could be a good match for you. No, I think he would like you. I just want a good guy that likes to have fun, adventurous, like to be a little outgoing. A little kind of, I needed to be a little freaky. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want no routine, no routine sexuality, no routine sex. I need, I need to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember what Elon said about that, about his time in the bedroom. I have to review the podcast. (laughs) He will be intimidating today because it's like, come on now. No, why? He's just like you. He has his own business just like you. He's just an energy and you're in entertainment. That's all. But uh, he's a lot more. I don't know. I think it's a little easier for guys because they have so much. um, They have so many options Uh, for female. Our options are very limited. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I'll let it be. I'll let it be said today. What's this? August 6, 2018. K-Moon is dateable. I'm not a bitch. I'm probably be the coolest female any guy. Well, any guy that have dated me or been cool with me, they would tell you I'm about the coolest female they have ever met. Or, yeah. Yeah. I'm very like, I'm that chick that, you know, I can sit down and watch football and basketball with you and know what's going on. <laughs> oh, I'm not that. I'm going to be like, um, I'm going to be a red lobster. <laughs> Call me when you're done or at fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm dateable. I'm single. 
out here mingling. I always hear like dudes be like, man, where the chicks at that like got their stuff together and they doing this and that. And I'm like, those are all of my friends, you know, and it's so interesting how it seems like somehow people are missing each other somehow or people are lying, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, where do you meet them at? Yeah. Cause I'm like, maybe I can't I introduce you to people. Yeah. Maybe I should do a speed date event. That would be a lot of fun. Speeding for people who got their shit together. <laughs> I love it. I love that. It's like application process. I feel like the speed dating, when I hear about people planning speed dating events, they always have issues getting guys to attend them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I feel like if you can do a successful one with, with men there, I think it would be very lucrative for you because ladies are definitely like on this, you know? Because it's limited. It's a limited amount of men out here for us. So it's like, you know, you got to, yeah, you got to get in where you fit in. It's very limited for us. Like, you either on get, some, you know, some guys are either married, some guys are gay, or they already in a relationship. So it's like, okay. And then a lot of guys, I'm just not ready yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get those guys. Yeah, that's lame. I just had a dude like hit me up the other day, like, you know what? I wanted to apologize. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is years ago we talked. Like, I hope you're well. I don't know what to say. It's just awkward. Yeah, they like later figure out. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> that's weird. It's weird. Like, I mean, I guess you might as well shoot your shot, but I don't know what the response is that you're looking for. You know, I asked him that. I was like, what is it that you want me to say? And he ain't had nothing to say. <laughs> I want you to say, I want you. Yeah. yeah. Take me back. Take me. I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> glad it worked out. I'm so glad you're calling me. Like, uh, I'm like, do you want to talk while I'm going to call you back? Commercial break. Housewives is on. <laughs> yeah. So that's me and my dating life. Well, I just think you're such a fly person. I th I feel like there should be a K Moon Barbie doll. Like you're such a role model oh, to look up to. Oh my god, that's so amazing. That would be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I could see her. That, she have like her like little Tesla cool. car, and <laughs> you know she has on like her like tank top and Jordan's like cool hair, and pretty <laughs> eyes. Like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I should get a a little character created. <laughs> yeah the K-Moon cartoon show that would be dope <laughs> I mean I think like it takes like all like everybody needs to re be represented you know because like you just never know like who's watching you or like who sees you you know and it's it's so true so it's like I mean that's why I like this podcast project you know because it's like you could just talk to all sorts of people and know what they got going on and it's like you've had these experiences but like you know, people not taking you seriously as a woman and like a male dominated field. It's like everybody can relate to that no matter what, you know, field they're in. Do you think that like if somebody wanted to be a K moon in 2018, what kind of advice would you give them? Like starting out, like dealing with, you know, is the whole male dominated stuff like still an issue? You know, like what would advice would you give? I think that'd be a good closeout. I'm going to be honest. So one thing I always told myself is, and this just may be kind of rude, but I was like, don't take no shit from nobody. Because especially being a female, 
a lot, like I said, a lot of times people will try to um, belittle you, not 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 give you the respect that you deserve, even when you're giving them the the respect that they deserve. Um, so my thing was like, I ain't gonna take no shit from nobody. I'm always be honest. I'm like I said, I'm I'm probably sometimes people say I'm too honest, which don't make no sense to me. It does but, not. <laughs> yeah, but I'm always always be honest, always be transparent with people because you never want nobody to say, Well, I I thought you meant this. No, you gonna know what I meant because there's no gray area with me, it's black or white. So don't take no shit from nobody. Be honest, be transparent. And be motivating, not for just yourself, but for others, because a lot of times when it's just when it seems like it's you, 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 people don't want to support you because they they don't see that you reciprocate the the support that you're receiving. Yeah. Yeah. So people with anybody, if you ask anybody that know me, they better not have nothing bad to say because I that's not my character. Yeah. My character is to always give back, always. And because this is just how I was, my, I was raised. My grandma used to always say a blessing is not a blessing until you give it away. For a long time, I did not know what that meant. I used to be like, what you mean? I got to get my blessing. You know what I'm saying? What you, why I got to get my blessing away? But she say, you don't know you. You don't know you bless until you can give something away and not need it. Yeah. So that's how you know you are blessed or that you bless. You know what I'm saying? Because you may you somebody may bless you with a hundred dollars, but somebody may need that hundred dollars that you got blessed with. Yeah. So now you got it. Now you have the option to give that hundred dollars away and not need it. So that's where you know you bless. Yeah. Yeah. And I live by that. And that's another reason why I named my company Good Deeds Crew. Because it's about doing good deeds. Because, again, if things only seem like you only in it for yourself, like I told you, I don't like to be the go-to. Right. So in order for me not to be the go-to, what I got to do, I got to help others. Yeah. Get to where they want to get if I can help them. I'm not going to help you by you just leeching off me. But if if I can help you to progress and support you, I'm going to do that. So... Just, you know, be kind to others. Basically, you be a good deed, be a blessing to others. Don't take no shit from nobody. Be transparent, be honest, and be motivating not to just yourself. Because people watch, people watch. If you, you know, you could be a great, great successful person, but if you ain't help nobody while you being, success, being successful, people look at that. So you may have that one person who points it out. You may may have something going on and be like, hey, can y'all come out to my party or can y'all support me? And you may have that one bold motherfucker to say, well, when the last time you helped somebody? Now you got to own up to that. Now you got to show proof the last time you helped somebody. But again, if you do it willingly and without showboating or without wanting people to know, that has never come up. Like, I don't never have nobody say, well, K-Moon don't help or do nothing. Because, you know, I do the food drives and stuff, too. Yeah. So I do a lot of charitable stuff, too. So you would never have nobody questioning, like, man, do K-Moon be out here doing stuff for people? We always support her stuff. But do she support somebody? 
nobody can ever say that because they see me doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think this is such a great transition for the basic necessity giveaway to my listeners. Yes. I don't know how to add um, drum rolls into my editing program. (laughs) Okay. So this is the deal. The basic necessity giveaway for the nosy AF Listen, you know what, K-Moon? You might be good for this. All right, so listen. So there are people, like, they have newsletters and stuff, and they, like, all right, so again, this guy, Jason Zook, right? He has an Action Army newsletter, right? And so we'll call his, and like he, like, gives, like, business tips and all this kind of stuff. And he calls his, the people that receive his newsletter, the Action Army, right? And so he's like, hey, soldier, you know, like, maybe stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I want a name for the listeners of the nosy AF show. Like, I guess it could be like, Hey, nosy people. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, I want something fly. The nosy A or no, (laughs) the basic necessity giveaway is my way to give back to the listeners because a lot of people that listen, like they're on their grind. They they do multiple things. They have a bigger dream of how they want to see themselves And so a lot of times their funds are allocated to every little thing down to the penny, whether or not they're budgeting or not. So I thought that I could give back to them by just giving away some basic necessities. So I wrote down three things and I need you to pick a number between one and three. Now, before you say this, what's going to happen is out of these three things, it's going to be a basic necessity that if you need this item, you guys... All you have to do is just send me an email and tell me, Stephanie, I need that, okay? I don't need you posting it on social media or nothing like that. I'm not trying to call people out because I can't stand when people need to, like, they're in need of something and then they have to, like, show on social media that they had it, you know? Like, I know there probably should be some social proof marketing-wise, but I'm not really too concerned about that. I'm just trying to help people. So, all right. So, K-Moon, pick a number between one and three. One. Oh my god <laughs> okay so number one all right so the number one is a package of boxer briefs or panties in a bag so i don't know if you guys you know what the thing is sometimes you guys i'm just gonna keep it real sometimes if you get too busy or you kick it out late and you spent the night at somebody's house, but you got somewhere to be the next day, you need to have fresh underwear. So by me providing these boxers, boxer briefs or panties to you, you can keep them in your car, keep them in a bag and keep it available. So that way, if you're out kicking it, if you run out and you have to, you go to like to a laundromat or anything like that, you don't have to because I got you with a bag of boxer briefs or panties. So listen, that's it, guys. If you're interested in this, just send me a message and let me know, like, step. Like I said, don't nobody need to know your business. It's just between me and you. And I'm going to forget it as soon as I send it out to you. Just send me an email, stephanie at missgram.com. And I got you. That's what's up. All right. Well, listen, this has been a really fun interview and very helpful and insightful. Thank you so much. I've learned so much about the use of tinted windows, um, how to camouflage yourself from like a drug dealer's perspective, like how your street knowledge gets crossed over into corporate worlds. <laughs> um, it's been great. 
Thank you so much. No, man. I, no, ma'am. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. I never thought I was this cool that somebody would want me on their podcast, but I do uh, appreciate it. Duh. Um, <laughs> all right. How can people find you? Like, do you have anything you want to share with us that you have coming up you want us to come to or you want us to follow you anywhere? Uh, people can follow me on Instagram. Okay. And slide in your DMs if you are of quality man. People, you so silly. People can follow me on Instagram at kmoon. That's K M O O N three one nine, or you can find me on Facebook, Nakisha Moon. That's N A K E S H I A. Last name Moon M O O N. Perfect. Again, Instagram kmoon three one nine. Facebook Nakisha Moon, or you can follow. Thank you, Chicago, on Instagram at T Y Chicago. Or on Facebook, thank you, Chicago. Okay, perfect. And all of those links will be in the show notes at nosyaf.com. And yeah, thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, y'all. Who's going to be the first to snag the pack? of panties okay who's gonna be the first to snag the pack of boxers though (laughs) basic necessity giveaway that's what we're all about here just hooking you up for the little things you know a little goes a long way hello i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with k moon i just think she's a pretty rad chick you know and um listen september 29th i'm having an exhibition at boundary if you are around in chicago you want to head on down to beverly i would love to see you and yeah i guess we'll see you next week thank you so much for your time if you've enjoyed the show please rate and review wherever you're listening apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify Damn, check me out. I'm everywhere. (laughs) Anywho, I will see you guys next week. Or I'll talk to you next week. And uh, yeah, enjoy your day. Peace. Peace.